0: On Saturday, October
1: 8, 2022, I spoke at Beyond Barriers Ministries International in Federal Way, Washington. The church is pastored by Charles Mwangi. I spoke to leaders and pastors. The title of this message, Spotting Eagles. Now, let's go to the service. You know, I was asked to... Teach on leadership. It's a leaders meeting. I speak to leaders all over the world. Recently, I was in South America, Colombia, speaking to 23,000 apostles. I work with the top leaders of the world. Leadership is critical. Are you, are you there? There's things that make us powerful leaders or things that make us who are not. Again, Colombia, Bogota. Holly, they need another great awakening. One, leaders must be righteous. Leaders must be righteous. And the second thing that we must understand is their team must be righteous. Their staff must be righteous. You can have the best message, the best product, if you're in business. But if the team around you are not righteous or not loyal they'll destroy what you're trying to accomplish and your message will never reach its potential we're going to deal with a little bit of this because again some of you might not be here tomorrow but you're a leader you came and you we need to understand these things so you can reach your full potential your full destiny tomorrow I'll, sh- I'll show you a couple very short videos but if you have that colored pastoral apostolic newsletter, give me one, Nadalia. Every one of you should have one. If you don't have one, raise your hand. You have one? You should. Inside, now the, the front is apostolic. If you want to read it, it's apostolic. Inside of it is prophetic. I move with the office of a prophet and office of an apostle. I go to governments, as you can look inside, one government after another. And this is just a few examples, page after page. God gives me a word, I send it, it comes to pass, I go. And then I meet in the parliament. I've known every president of, of uh, Kenya, since there's a lot of Kenyans here, except for uh, Jomo Kenyatta. It was before my time. At that time, I was a Watoto. <laughs> See, we're all Watoto sooner or later, Amen. We begin a Watoto and then we grow into a muse. Amen? So when Jomo was around, I was a Watoto or I would have known him. Amen? I would have known him. Because God will put you in front of the people that He wants you to give a message. If He can trust you, if you are loyal. I'm going to give you a couple of examples and I'm going into a strong teaching session. How many people have been to Uganda? A few. Do you know it well? Years ago in the 90s, early 90s. Now, I've been to Uganda at least 50 times. Met with the leaders of Uganda, both government and church. 50, at least. Museveni is still the president. I flew and I had a word for Museveni. Prophesied over his wife. His wife is a righteous leader, a woman of prayer. But anyway, in the 90s, I met with one of the leading denominations, I sat as a guest, and he was doing his executive council with his other district superintendents, members of the denomination. And the Spirit of God came upon me. I was sitting like where Pastor Charles Mongi is. And I said, sir, you're guilty of adultery. I'm talking to the head of the denomination. You're guilty of theft. You misappropriated $15,000. And God is saying right now, unless you confess in front of all your executive officers, you're going to kill yourself. He screamed demonically. He pulled out three bottles of poison. Right there. The nomination in America has a 46-page typewritten report. He said, if you had not come to this meeting, when it was over, I was going to drink the poison, kill myself, because I can't stand the torment of the demons any longer. And he confessed to misappropriating $15,000. He was having an affair with two prostitutes in Kampala. The denomination has a report on it. Obviously, he was removed. Went through probation for rehabilitation. We don't believe in throwing people away. He continued in sin. You know, there comes a point of no return when grace ends. It's called the science of judgment, the cup of iniquity. God used me to expose his other executive council members. They had over 100 churches at that time. Now they have over 2,000 because of unrighteous leader and his cohorts were removed. They could have repented. I've been involved in, I've pastored five churches. I've been involved in um, two mega churches, one serving right under the uh, apostle that started it. The next one, I was the apostle that led the mega church. But uh, I told Pastor Mwangi, in the one church, we had 250 full-time pastors. No, I'm sorry. 250 lay pastors, 50 full-time pastors. Your senior apostle, 1,500 other leaders in the congregation. That's 1,800 people in leadership. That church has started under it, 2,000 churches, from that one church. Because they understood these principles that I'm going to share with you. They understood everybody. Everybody. Everybody God can use. Everybody God wants to use. Not everybody in full-time ministry, but God wants to use everybody. Can you say amen? amen? They can go where I can't go. I can go where they can't go. But God wants to use all of us. Every one of us. We can all share our faith. We can all disciple. We can all lay hands on the sick. We all can develop in ministry. When you turn your church into a kingdom church with a New Testament mentality... That church never stops growing. That church never stops growing. Can you say amen? amen. If it stops growing, it's because of you, you and your bad vision. Maybe you come complacent. You're not hungry anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I work with the top leaders around the world. All last week I was with political leadership, including the former Secretary of State. I am still hungry. Say, I am hungry. 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 We haven't turned this nation to Jesus Christ. I am hungry. I'm not retired. I might be a muse, but I'm not in the ground. Come on, say amen. I'm not in the ground. Well, this guy is good, huh? Okay, good. I'm on fire. And Jesus will continue to use you if you're on fire if you're still hungry if you represent him if you are loyal there is no ending where he will take you and use you because he can trust you I have many examples I could give on this area like I said leaders must be righteous their team must be righteous I could give you so many examples of God dealing with an unrighteous leader as well as within the team of leadership. You say, why did you expose that guy publicly? He was a senior bishop, an apostle, supposedly, the leader of the denomination. There is no doubt the word of God constantly condemned him for his sins. In other words, convicted him. There is no doubt God sent other people who he just foo-fooed away because of his position. And God knew if I had not exposed him. In other words, if God did not expose him through me, He was going to kill himself that very night. He had the poison. He said, if you did not share what you did, I was going to drink the poison because I can't stand the torment of the demons any longer. That was mercy and grace. That's mercy and grace. When I was leading a mega church, started with 23, we ended up over 10,000 people coming through the doors. Missionaries we sent all over the world. One church, we had Raised our own missionaries, 300 missionaries, fully supported planning churches around the world. God woke me up at 3 a.m. Told me the sins of this one pastor on my staff. I called a board meeting at 3 a.m. You think, Pastor Mwangi, if you call a board meeting, uh, you're going to get their attention? They would wake up? Well, they would wake up if they were under me. (laughs) 3 a.m. I guarantee you they would wake up. I'm a nice guy, but you don't play. Okay. No, I'm serious for the Lord. My people will walk through walls for me. I have people that come on board, even in, in where I'm at right now, in Stanwood. And uh, Pastor monkey has been on our compound, radio, television, et cetera. We use 15 acres to reach the world for Christ. And my staff right there have come on board since 1998. And none of them, you know, they don't leave Sometimes they die and are promoted to heaven, but they believe in what we're doing. Your staff have to believe in the vision. Mm -hmm. They've got to believe in your vision. If they don't believe in the vision, they shouldn't be on your staff. I called a meeting at 3 a.m. I let this pastor lie to me. And he lied, and I just gave him enough rope. And then I finally stopped his lies and said, no, this is what you're guilty of, A, B, C, D. I said, you're on probation right now with the pastors. He violated that. I brought in 60 other leaders, exposed him to those 60 leaders, put him on probation again. He violated that. I brought him before. We had three congregations, back to back to back. We were there on Sunday, like 12 hours a day. Different services, different classes, all day. The one church we'd have 80 classes going on every single hour. If you want to have a mighty, powerful force for Jesus Christ, you must train them. If you don't equip them and train them, they can't win in battle. And then when I brought him before the three congregations and I exposed his sins, then we had members from the congregation rise up and testify how he'd done the same thing in their homes. Okay, so you must have righteous leadership. You must have righteous staff. Years ago, two angels came into one of my services. It was a large assembly of God church, thousands and thousands. Two angels came in, you know, and, and God sometimes opened people's eyes to see them and people were prostrate for six hours. That night I said, God, why did you send your angels? He said, my angels are in every service. Now listen to this. I've never forgot it. And I've I've shared that testimony all over the world, to pastors, bishops, apostles, prophets. My angels are in every service. There was two of them writing down everything I said. There's two of them in here at least. A lot of times people see a giant angel and many others behind me. But I know there's at least two. He said, my angels are in every church where the person is speaking behind the pulpit. And on judgment day, because they're writing down what you're saying. He said on judgment day, they're either vindicate you or condemn you with your own words. Because the Bible is clear, don't add or subtract lest you be damned. You've got pastors so arrogant twisting the word of God because they think they can share it more palatable, but they, t- they nullify the sin effect. You think you're wiser than God when you change his words? No, you're just a little watoto. You're not wiser than God. You're so arrogant you can twist the word of God to gather a large audience? God help you on Judgment Day. I was speaking to 500 apostles not long ago in Dallas, Texas, sharing some of the testimonies of meeting with presidents around the world. One of the leading apostles got up. I was finished. I was sitting down. But I was. he said, Dr. Hansen, I would never speak to a president like you do. And I said, sir, that's why you'll never be in front of one. God doesn't trust you. <laughs> He sat down like a little puppy dog with his tail between his legs and I never heard from him again. Are you there? God doesn't trust you. Now I've prophesied over Rutu. You've got to share what God says or he won't put you in front of the leaders of the world. You have to share what God says. I don't go for a photo op just so they invite me back. There's enough countries around the world I don't care if they invite me back. I care that God continues to anoint me and puts me in front of kings and presidents I care about judgment day are you are you with me I care that God is gonna be pleased with me and say well done I don't care about a photo op with some president sometimes they're nothing more than sheer vanity and their government is the mafia come on come on you know what I'm saying give the Lord a big hand clap Am I still welcome? Am I still welcome? (laughs) Amen. I'm already here, he says. Okay, put on your seatbelts. And let's fly. Eagles. Spotting eagles. Assessing leadership potential. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulders. Of the increase of his government and peace There shall be no end. Government. The church. God's government. Supposed to extend on earth. We're supposed to disciple the nations. That's why I meet with political leadership. If the church and the government is righteous, the people prosper. If you have evil government, the people suffer. And Christians come under tyranny. And all over the world... Christians are being slaughtered by the millions right now we're moving toward a new world order only the church can stop this insanity if you have David and his mighty men of valor that's not intimidated not afraid but will be used with by God as an ambassador with power and authority amen do you know who Dennis Connor is Dennis Connor he was probably the most well-known American yachtsman. He won the bronze medal at the 1976 Olympics, two-star world championships, and the man who won the America Cup in four straight races. He said, I surrounded myself with quality people who made me look good. So here's this champion who's not taking the credit, although obviously he had skills. But he knew without quality people, he wouldn't have won anything. If you're a senior pastor if you're an apostle and again I work literally with quite a few thousand you have to have quality people you can have the best message but without quality people it won't go far a leader's success or failure is determined not by his ability to perform or gather followers but by his ability to recognize raise up and release other leaders the ability to recognize raise up and release other leaders the better we're at surrounding our person saturating our purpose with people of high potential the greater will be our success we need to focus on recognizing potential leaders i call them spotting eagles knowing the difference between eagles sparrows and buzzards are we there is a mark of real leadership Without this quality, the most gifted and attractive, loving and caring, intelligent, capable leaders never maximize their fullest leadership potential. Who's on your staff? Leaders, sparrows, or buzzards? You better have the majority leaders (laughs) that are the eagles in the making. Amen? Loyal, dependable, trustworthy. They have the vision. Sparrows are earthbound, cannot soar. Perspective is limited. They can't see the full picture. Eagles, they soar. Kings of the sky crave living things. You know, living food. Not dead. They eat from heights. Buzzards? Who are the buzzards? A pretender. Soar, but only so high. Eats? Roadkill. Always looking for death and weakness. Always looking... For something that, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. Doesn't expose to destroy. You know, Watchman knee I spoke three weeks on him once. Watchman knee said, before God can use you, he must break you. Before God can use you, he must break you. What does that mean? It means our carnality. Because the more we're out of the way, the more he lives through us. Every pastor has gone through hard times, right? Amen. Boston, I've been to Boston. Very liberal city. I'm glad you're there. But every pastor has gone through hard times. But through those hard times, if we learn, God turns you into a mighty warrior. A mighty warrior. And he's removing the chassis. The rock, you know, the dos. He's removing our carnality until we can love the unlovely. Jesus came and he loved the unlovely. Other people condemned them because they had too much carnality. You want the heart of God that loves, that forgives, that restores. Well, they hurt me. Yeah, they hurt Christ too. Ministry is not for a sparrow. Not for a sparrow. It's for an eagle. Because ministry is hard. Whether you're the senior leader on staff, it's hard. Because you're dealing with sparrows and buzzards. Eagles are dependable. They live up to their commitments. Their word is their bond. Now listen, this is who you want on your staff. When an eagle tells you he will do something or give something, you can count on it. Money in the bank to a leader. That's what his word is. Solid rock beneath his feet. Hey, I can go out of town. I can count on this person. It's not quicksand I'm leaving him to. It's not an Absalom where will I even come back to a church? You know, I've known pastors that have left their church and never came back. No, I'm dead serious. Title deed to get a job well done. Again, if you tell a loyal person, a dependable person, you can count on it. Eagles take ownership on a, of assignments. They are low maintenance workers. You tell him, he hears you, that settles it. Are we together? You can pass on instructions, it's going to be done. How can I travel the nations and still we're on television and radio seven days a week? How do I lead apostles around the world? I'm talking about quite a few. Because I have good quality teams. And I can fly out of the country and the vision continues. It continues. We don't miss a beat. An eagle succeeds because his assignment becomes his obsession. His obsession. He wants to please you because he knows God has put him there to serve. And as he completes the assignment, his reward, God gives him. Elijah, Elisha, Moses, Joshua. And we can go on and on. They serve faithfully. And they constantly were elevated until they were in that position. T.F. Zimmerman, he's a a leader in the church in the past. He's with the Lord. You don't have to draw a picture. Just say once, go home and go to sleep. It'll be done. It will get done well. So that's what we want. Pastor Charles has breakfast, has lunch, whatever he has. Tells it, goes home, goes to sleep, it's done. Amen? Amen? Eagles have a positive attitude. John Maxwell talks about the winner's edge. The winner's edge is not a gifted birth, it's not a high IQ or a big talent. The winner's edge is all in attitude. Did you hear me? Attitude. You don't have to have the highest IQ. If you don't have the right attitude your IQ will be the cause of your vanity leading a rebellion oh I can do it better yeah Miriam was jealous of her brother it didn't go well Aaron attitude do we know where God has placed us when I'm a visitor in this church pastor mongi is over me are you following me attitude knowing who I am where I at in God's government I don't come to hurt any church. I come to bless it. If I would see something, I would tell him privately, but I wouldn't tell any of you because I always would help my sons and daughters. I have four daughters and a son. I'm not there to embarrass them. I'm there to promote them and build them up and strengthen them so they can fulfill their God-given destiny with all success. So the winner's edge is all about attitude. Zig Ziglar, some of you have heard that name. It's not aptitude, but attitude that determines your altitude. Did you catch that? How high do you fly? It's not aptitude, you know, aptitude IQ, but altitude. I mean, it's not aptitude, but attitude that determines your altitude. How high you soar, how high you soar, how far you go. You know, your attitude. Can you be teachable? Can, you know, can you be taught? Can you be corrected? An apostle told me at the beginning, you know, because we only have time. Now, you you, you can speak to the thousands and millions, but you only have time to personally disciple, take under your wing 12 to 15 people. That's it. I mean, there's not enough time. So if you pick the wrong people in 10 years, you still have the same 12 stubborn people but if you pick the right people, you've turned 12 to 15 into apostles. Pick those that are teachable and correctable with the right attitude. Don't waste your time with a stubborn. In 10 years, you've got nothing but the same stubborn person who now will even give you more trouble. What is a good attitude? Attitude as a disposition to respond positively to a person, idea, or situation. We respond Positively to a person, idea, or situation, attitude. We get the big picture. We are unstoppable. Yes, God led us to the Red Sea, but I don't understand it all. But I know God will solve my problem, and it opened. Or the pestimus is internal dry rot. Pestimus, a drug that drags you down, a computer virus of the soul, a com- you know. Pestimus a computer virus of the soul will mine an emotion. a pestimus can't be done. We can't do it. We don't have enough We don't want a pestimus We want a good attitude if God told us to do it. It will get done. We don't know how but it will get done Seven days walking around Jericho. Hey, it's impossible, but it will get done because God said it so if God leads you Don't be filled with people who tell you, hey, you can't do it, Pastor. If God really said it, it will get done. Unless he fills himself around with pessimist people. Eagles are nourishers. Every significant relationship in your life, ministry, business, affects your up or down. Now think about that. Every significant relationship in your life, ministry, business, affects your up or down. Those who are close to you who do not increase you will decrease you. Are you there? If they don't increase you, motivate you, encourage you, they decrease you. You've got to have the right staff. The right team. You've got to invest into the right team. 80% of your time is investment into the right team. 20% is to the millions. 80% I invest into the right people around the world. That's my team that'll help us reach those nations. Can you say amen? amen. I'm available to them. Not too long ago I accepted from one of the 23,000 apostles to be the spiritual father over 150 of his uh, churches. He wants it to explode so we can take Columbia for Jesus. So he will get more of my time. And those churches would get more of my time. As we can turn them into New Testament churches. And just sweep all through South America. Amen? 80% of the leader's time and energy should be spent with 20% of the people. Those who bring nourishment to you. Your purposes and your person. That's who you spend your time with. Eagles are influencers. The best definition of leadership is influence. Leadership is influence, not position. Right. Influence. C.M. Yes. Ward, great leader, never held a major position in his denomination, one of the greatest in the world. Yet he said, wherever I sit is the head of the table. Are you, are you with me? Yeah. He knew he carried influence. He carried anointing. He did not need position. Wherever I sit is the head of the table. You know, I... People introduce me, around the world they introduce me as Apostle Prophet Dr. Jonathan Hanson. Here I just go by Dr. Hanson. But if you know what an Apostle and Prophet is, you know it. There's half the church that doesn't like that title. I speak in uh, Jerusalem at the First Baptist Church where Billy Graham speaks. I do every year I go there. Now, when I go there, I don't speak Pentecostal language. Are you there? But I do say... You know, as they see, like tomorrow, I'll show you some of the presidents around the world in the Knesset. I'm in the Knesset every year with members of parliament, every year. But uh, I do say how God put Billy Graham in front of leaders, he puts me. They understand that. Amen? And I can have great influence. I don't need title. I need influence. Power does not come from position. Position comes from power. Power. Power does not come from position. You can have a person in a position and can do nothing. Pastor Charles come back and nothing's done. He's got the wrong person in that position. Carries no power of anointing. I'm not saying that. I'm just using as an example. Are you Are you with me? Are Are we together? Hey, are you there? Are you with me? Okay. Don't look scared. <laughs> Never offer a per, a person a position to get him into your church. Don't offer position. You will be becoming a person that now you have to deal with a problem like King David did with Absalom. Offer him a position only when he has already exercised the power you need in that position. What are the four Ps? Purpose produces passion. Passion produces power. Power produces position. Position reinforces purpose. Are we together? Say it again. Purpose produces passion. I have a purpose. God gave me an assignment, and I've got passion to warn the nations about the second coming of Jesus Christ, what they're doing around the world to bring the world under a one-world government. When I meet with presidents in Ruto, I have a purpose. I have passion. Passion produces power. Power produces position. When I fly in, I get invitations now. I want you to see the president. Position reinforcements reinforces purpose. Position reinforces purpose. One way to spot an eagle. Find the person in the group to whom others look for. A, suggestions for improvement. B, solutions to problems. C, sanctions to procedures. Is this person helpful? Do they come to you not in criticism or not to talk behind your back, but do they come to you and have a suggestion? Are they humble enough to understand if you see something wrong with that suggestion that they, okay, I understand now, pastor. Are you there? I want people to come to me. I'm not the only brain when I'm working with thousands, thousands of apostles. They got a brain too. Amen? If they have some suggestions, I want to hear it. Come let us reason together. My mega churches, we had different apostles, not just me, different prophets, many pastors, many teachers, many evangelists. I want to hear your ideas. Now I don't want you to go around if you don't if they don't get accepted and murmur and complain. Because then I chose a buzzard. And I'll clip your wings and you can walk away. Because you won't be flying away, you'll be walking. (laughs) Is that right, Bishop? (laughs) You better be. (laughs) Right, Lucy. Remember that, clip the wings. One of my my spiritual fathers, one of my spiritual fathers, he said this. He said this to me. That when you're, why did I wait? Because this is the man of the house that needs this more than anybody. Amen? Why? Because so he can implement and fly to the greatest heights. But one of my spiritual fathers, he's 88 right now. He says, if you, if you have to deal with the troubled person, you know, a monkey, a monkey. He said, don't spend a lot of time, there's a long tail, clipping, 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 clipping the tail. Just clip it at the top. No more trouble. And let the monkey sort of leave. There's time to just take decisive action. and You don't have to clip, 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 clip. you got years of problems. Just clip it at the top. He won't look up like a monkey, but anyway. Amen? I remember I had a person with me once years ago. And uh, <laughs> I gave him some wisdom and some direction. He'd been with me quite a few years, but his, his wife... Um, and the leadership team met with him and said, you know, we know what God wants for you. You've told us what God wants for you. Um, you shouldn't listen to your wife here. You know it's not the will of God. We know what God told you, what he told us. Well, she's threatened me. If I continue, she, she'll leave me. I said, well, would say, honey, can I help you pack? <laughs> Take her to the bus stop. Clip it off top and continue to serve God. <laughs> because what, what happened, I warned him, you're going to go over here. Now, I could stop you. I could call up and say, don't listen to God or the counsel of the elders. You listen to your wife, who's, who's not mature yet. And uh, But I said, okay, I'm, I'm not going to put a bad word in. But I said, you are going to fail. And within one year to the day, see, I, I sent him to my spiritual father. One year to the day, he clipped him off at the top, walked him out to the door. Uh, Don't come back. And today, that man who used to be a doctor, in, used to be a doctor. In, that man who used to be a doctor in ministry right now is in the butcher shop cutting meat. But I, I, I had a little more patience. If it was correct or not. But uh, if you want to know whether you are an eagle, then go somewhere and do something. If people follow you, you have ego quality. I can go anywhere in the world, get off the plane and God opens the doors anywhere, anywhere. I came to America after living in Singapore, Malaysia and Africa with two suitcases to my name, with my family. And now where we're at, we're on 15 acres, television studios, radio studios. We're in just about all the nations reaching the gospel, started out of a garage. Started with 23 people in one country, ended up with 10,000. Will people follow you? Do you have influence? Are you an eagle? Eagles are energetic. George W. Crane. There is no future in any job. The future lies in the person with the job. The person. See, your church, there's no future in the church. The future is in you to lead the church. They'll never go higher than you soar. That's why you want to hang around with the right people. I preached in Jamaica. I've been to Jamaica nine times with the president over there, the governor general, the prime minister, church leadership and in assembly of God church in Kingston. I preached a sermon. Are you a chicken or are you an eagle? If you walk with the chickens and talk with the chickens and eat with the chickens, you're a chicken. But if you walk with the eagles and talk with the eagles, you soar with the eagles. Be careful who you become intimate in fellowship with. We're trying to reach everyone for Jesus, but that's not intimate in fellowship. Who do you spend quality time with? They'll lift you up or they'll tear you down. They'll influence you with the word of God so no matter what happens, you can soar, you can overcome, or there'll be a pessimist and dry up your soul. It can't be done. We better quit this project. Are you with me? I don't want buzzards around me. Come on. Go back to Africa and there's a lot of, uh, uh, of uh, what do you call that, migration? The wildebeest. The wildebeest. The buzzards. The Simba. They eat and then they turn it over to the buzzards. We are Simbas. We are eagles. We turn it over to the buzzards. Is that right, Pastor? Leaders seize opportunities to th- make things better. They hate deficits and the lazy they love balance and progress they know that if it's not moving forward it's drifting backward either you're progressing or you're regressing I'm either taking the nations or I'm not I'm not ready to retire am I old enough sure I could get so I could get my social security retirement but I'm not about to my work is not done amen I'm going forward Regardless of the kind of job or the size of the job, they are not embarrassed. Leaders, eagles, that it's too small. They're not embarrassed. I'm here for a reason. Where I was going to speak today, I sent another pastor. I'm here for a reason. I believe in Pastor Charles Wongi and Beyond Barrier Ministries. They're not intimidated that it's too large. You know, some people, they don't want to speak in front of large things. They're too nervous. Well, man, the larger the better for me. I love it. <laughs> Give me 200,000 people more than 20. I love that. But I'll speak at 20. I'm in front of 200,000. 1989, Bonky and I, you know, we were in Udo Park 9 days in a row. We had 200,000 people every I really get stoked when we get the more people. <laughs> Why? Because there's anointing that increases. I, I, you put on wood on the fire, the fire is bigger. Amen. Amen. Amen? Oh, yeah. You got to go with me on a trip or two, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Then we got to be careful that you might not want to come back. (laughs) You might have to put a a rope around him and say, you come back here. Because it's fun. Amen. It's fun to see the power of God move. To see demons screaming as you're preaching. To see people screaming, I can see. This is fun. I love representing Christ. I love being his ambassador. Man, it's fun. I can't do any other job that gives me more fun than what I'm doing. Representing my Lord, my Savior, my God, Jesus Christ. And we all can do that. Praise the Lord. You all can do that. Leaders have a can-do mentality. I can do it. It will happen. I'll give you an illustration. How many people in here know the name Michael Jordan? You know him? Basketball player. The score was tied, 85 to 86. The Bulls were behind. It was a crucial game, six. 1998 NBA playoffs. Eight seconds left. Time was called. Chicago had the possession. Everybody in the Delta Center, Utah Jazz coaches, players included, all knew the ball would end up in his hands for the chicago bulls too it was a no-brainer there was no play to call no screen to set it was simple get the ball to 23 which was michael jordan five, two, five seconds left michael jordan buried the game-winning shot a 20-foot that gave the bulls an 87-86 win and became the greatest moment of the decade in NBA history get me the ball get me the ball get me the ball I can't do it we will win get me the ball
0: hallelujah
1: can you say man? give it to me oh hallelujah February I'll be in Kenya give me the ball I'll be with Ruto. Give me the ball. He needs a word from God too. Give me the ball. I'll give the word.
0: Can you say amen? Give me the ball.
1: Now believe me, I have plenty more to go. I could easily give you a f- you want me to take a few seconds or should we close it off? few more seconds. That's what I like. Eagles are hungry. They're hungry. Give me more. I want to be bigger and stronger. I want to fly higher. I'm not in a hurry. Can you say man? If Pastor Monkey said, I, I think we better close it off. I said, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe he is a little sparrow. <laughs> Give me the ball. He is not satisfied are you satisfied man I came here to give pour into you today I'll be with you all day tomorrow supposed supposed to be somewhere else I couldn't get out of tonight I'll be with you all day tomorrow now I'm not speaking all day but we're we're gonna have fire in that morning service can you say man hallelujah I'm enjoying listening to these other ministers of the gospel. They're good people. When you have good people, it's fun to be with them. It's just fun. This is important. Eagles are loyal. They're trustworthy. They stick in good times or bad times, ups and downs. Now listen to this. This is so important. Pastor Psalms 91, 14 through 16, God's sevenfold promise to the loyal. I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him. I will show him my salvation. Loyalty alone does not make one a leader, but disloyalty prevents one from ever becoming a leader. Disloyalty. You know, Acts 2, 1 through 4, Pentecost. Why? They were all in one accord. Acts 2, 41 through 47, 3,000 souls were added. Why? They continued in the Apostles' Doctrine. Joshua 1, 5 through 9 and 18. The promise and conditions of God for victory and the penalty for disloyalty. I just want to read those verses. This is important. And I care about this church. I care about you. Joshua 1, 5 through 9, and 18. The promising conditions of God for victory and the penalty for disloyalty. Okay, Joshua 1, 5 through 9. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Be strong and of great courage. For unto this people shall be a divide for an inheritance to the land. For I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou may observe and do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherewith you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it, therein day and night that thou mayest observe and do according to all that is written and you will be prosperous and then shalt thou have a good success have i not commanded you be strong and courageous be not afraid neither be dismayed for the lord your god is with you in 18 whoever he is that doth not obey but rebels against the commandment and will not hearken unto your words. In all you command, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Forty years in the wilderness, they had not gone into the Jordan, the promised land, because they had people always causing trouble. They were tired of not reaching their destiny. Look to the Lord, listen to his voice. And if anybody raises up a voice, kill him. You know what? They crossed the Jordan. Because there are no more dissenters. What did I say at the beginning? You got to have righteous leader, righteous staff. Exodus 32, 1 through 9, 21 through 35. Because of Aaron listening to the people, instead of obeying the instructions of God through Moses, 3,000 were killed. The Lord plagued the people. Aaron was disloyal and compromised. Numbers 12, 1 through 10. Because of Miriam and Aaron murmuring, the people were in disunity. In other words, right next to the senior leader right in the family. Numbers 16, 1 through 50. Because of disloyalty, a leader named Korah who led a rebellion against Moses with 250 of Israel's thousands of people died in the wilderness. 250 eaters died. 14,700 people died by the plague. Thousands died by an earthquake. Unrighteous staff, leaders, members of the congregation that spread dissent. That's why finally the verdict came down. We are tired of suffering. If anyone else wants to speak and stop the vision, he can cut the tail off the monkey. Very top, he won't be able to swing to any tree and and cause trouble. Blah 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 You know, with his mouth just blah 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 blah. The tail up high, can't swing any longer. Let the Simbas finish him off. Disloyalty takes advantage of an overworked leader. David's son Absalom exploited the frustrations of his own to his own advantage. Now listen to this disloyalty takes advantage of an overworked lady. you know you're traveling sister but if there's disloyalty advantage. it's not altogether David's fault because he sat at the gate Absalom would say sarcastically he's overworked yet he stubbornly refuses to appoint a deputy now if I were the deputy are, are you are you are you there listening to the complaints. he's not defending his dad he wants his dad's kingdom if I were the deputy, I'd make sure you get justice. The appeal ought to go your way, but well, who knows? You know my dad. The disgruntled, grateful men bowed down to Absalom, long for him to be their champion. Absalom embraced them in traditional Middle East fashion. The embrace, the bowing down was meant for Absalom. Disloyalty is the fertile ground for open rebellion. His disloyalty caused his rebellion, his rebellion caused his life. A certain couple attended a small gathering at the church. They were desperately trying to dig their way out of debt. The woman loudly complained with nausea, how her husband had taken a second job. The family never saw him. The children were neglected. She felt like a widow. My precious wife finally asked the woman to follow her in the kitchen. They disappeared for nearly an hour. When the woman came back, she looked like a naughty little girl returning to class from the principal's office. She sat for a while then quietly out of nowhere said, you know, that reminds me what a wonderful man my husband is. Did you know he takes a second job just to provide for me and the kids? Do you see the change of attitude? Change of attitude? Didn't like him serving in the church. Did you see the change of attitude? Disloyalty disloyalty my father pastored five churches in his career no eight he took small churches had to work a full-time job well-educated man though in his time which be like he had a master's in that day which would be like you know a doctorate PhD well-educated but he would do anything to serve God he only came to one football game in my entire life when I was in football in high school yet I was proud of him because He was doing everything to take care of us and serve God. So my attitude made the difference. Where somebody else would be so selfish, you could spend all day, every day with them, and they still can't get enough. Attitude. We talked about in the beginning, attitude determines your altitude, how high you fly. Many more examples, but we're going to close this up. There was a class on evangelism that a pastor had his teachers teach. And the one teacher said, you know, I really don't want to teach this stuff. But the pastor said, we have to teach it. So here goes on my stuff. Another, another teacher. Well, you know, the class started getting excited. And the teacher says, yeah, I know. I prayed about it. And we, you know, we developed this. And uh, isn't it fun? Pray about it. The pastor prayed about it, gave her the notes. But she took all the credit. Disloyalty. Another one, the classroom said, you know, we don't want to do this. We want to just go home. Well, I know, but I know you're uncomfortable being a soul winner. But anyway, the pastor said, I have to teach it. So here goes. And the other one, the class was excited. And she says, yes, the pastor had a burden from God. He prepared the notes. He gave it to me. Because of the pastor, you can see the excitement in the souls that are being saved. Now, that was the loyal teacher. Not trying to take credit. But just being honest. What am I talking about? Why am I taking the time to talk on loyalty? Because that determines whether you are successful or not. Is a loyal staff in a loyal congregation. Are you successful? Again, eagles are not only dependable, they live up to their commitments. Their attitude, positive depositions to people, ideas, and situations. They're nourishers. They nourish their leader. They nourish their leader. You know, I feel sorry for Pastor Bongi in the state that, because his wife is in, in Kenya. And, uh, you know, I go on mission trips and things like that. But I wouldn't want to go on a seven-year mission trip. <laughs> what, what, what about you? <laughs> Are we together? <laughs> so we need to encourage him, nurture him, pray for him. Right? Right? Right, Pastor? Even talking, I, I'll even invite you to come up to my place. So <laughs> <laughs> you can relax we'll nurse you some more up there eagles are energetic they make things happen they're loyal they possess loyalty and again you are today what your thoughts yesterday have made you proverbs 23 7 as a man thinks so is he you are today what your thoughts yesterday made you as a man thinks so is he praise the lord you will be tomorrow what your thoughts make you today philippians 4 8 whatever is true Honest, just, pure, lovely, of a good report, think on these. Augustine saw a thought, reap an act. So an act, reap a habit. So a habit, reap a character. So a character, reap a destiny. Are you with me? That's church leader Augustine. So a thought, reap an act. So an act, reap a habit. So a habit, reap a character. So a character, reap a destiny. And we'll close with this. Again, I mentioned seven qualities of a pot- potential leaders. You want to remember it. Dependable. They live up to commitments. Attitude. They possess positive attitude. Nourisher. They enrich their leader. Influencer. They influence others. Energetic. They make things happen. Loyal. Displays loyalty. Thinker. Produces growth ideas. Are you an eagle? Do you want to be an eagle? Isaiah 9, 6-7 For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. It's the church that influences the governments of the world and the nations. If they're going to prosper, it's up to the church, it's up to the eagles. And that's why I meet with governments. Evil governments, bad leaders of the church, and the nation suffers and goes into tyranny, and the church is persecuted. Eagles ruling, influencing the government, and the people can prosper. Righteous government, righteous leaders, people prosper. Church is blessed. Can you say Amen. You can. Let's have every head bowed. Every head bowed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You say, Pastor, I want to be an eagle. There's times here that I have been a sparrow. There's times here I've been a buzzard. There's times here I have not been an encourager. I have not been loyal. I've been more like Absalom, Aaron, Miriam. But I want to be an eagle. Eagle God can forgive. I just want you to be honest right now. Again, no one's looking. I want to be an eagle. God, forgive me for being disloyal. God, forgive me for being a sparrow or a buzzard or passing out doubt and unbelief, discouragement or or criticism. Gossip. Like Miriam, like Aaron. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. I don't want to be judged like so many of the people in the Bible. I want to cross the Jordan. I want to reach my promised land. I want to reach my destiny. Again, say, God forgive me. Everybody that want God to forgive them, you want to be an eagle, raise your hand.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Founder and President of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International. Post Office Box 277 Stanwood, Washington 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs made for television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.